We ratty boys had finally grown us some sea legs, proved ourselves against the trail under navy we did, even captured that Sir Rutherfart and that Admiral Dumbass or what was his name. Plucked him right out of the water like we little fishies we did. But their soldiers sure put up a fight. And so Jacquard's wolfie crew had quite the task repairing the sea dog ship. Once that was done, we were on our way to the Lock Islands to find Captain Abram and our old ship, the Naked. Excuse me, sir. Um, here's the pickle you ordered. Oh, uh, thanks, lad. All that talk about cucumbers got me hungry. Sorry, folks. Sorry. Anyway, did I mention that we got to meet Pirate Queen Henry Locke in the flesh? Aye, tis true. But before that, we had some obstacles yet to face. And I have to admit, I always thought we'd be up for the challenge. Ah, Thistle's beard. That is a good pickle. You have all survived the chaos of the Chasm Sea, the onslaught of the Trailender Navy, and now you have a month and a half before you reach the Lock Islands. Is there anything your characters would like to be doing during this time? Who else is on the ship other than the Rowdy Boys, Jacquard, Erwin, and... And his uh, crew. And Yeah, his crew and, and Heather. Is there anyone else that we know... When one of the cannonballs hit the ship, a man down in the, like the belly of the ship, uh, next to a barrel with a tap on it, rolled over from a blanket and, and got real wide-eyed and was looking at the roof above him and the dust falling and kind of tucked under the blanket again. He has white, greasy hair and a white beard. Yep, I know who that is. And he has a long scar across his neck. What? He's Ma- a Master Talon. Oh, 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 okay, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> Did you think he was? I thought he was talking about uh, the feckless fuck for um, oh. uh, Gerald. The, yeah, Gerald. Yeah, he the was fucker. he was bald on top. Uh, like, oh, or, I thought he was or balding. Oh, I guess. Gerald. Yeah, yeah. Fucking <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, wow. A stowaway. That yeah. would be a whole like plot twist. All right, so Master Talon. So I have yeah. two things I want to do. Um, yeah. So he was just he's basically been drinking pretty heavily since okay. his incident. Most of the time, I am uh, getting with Jacquard and whoever's like running the ship, and I'm just asking a crap ton of questions because I just want to know everything about ship life and like managing a ship and stuff like that. Sweet. Well, you begin learning proficiency for sailing ship, and so if you were to attempt to um, do it, you wouldn't add your proficiency bonus, but you would have advantage on your first try if you had to all of a sudden man the wheel. Nice. And the rest of the time I spend fishing. Cool. 
I want to find the strongest person, which might be one of our crew, and have them throw cannonballs at me as hard as they can. <laughs> In preparation. In preparation, yeah. If on your first... Wait, you wouldn't even be dodging them. Oh, God. I'm trying to catch them. Okay. If... I, I can drop them on you from the Ooh, mast, and you can just idea. lay down. Yeah. Uh, add five the next time you attempt to catch a cannonball. Okay. Okay, so I guess I'm healing uh, Rory. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be practicing as much medicine <laughs> and healing as possible. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also, a lot of the time I spend, I would like to say that I've brought some books from Verahim. Oh, I've got my book um, from Verahim still. No, the leather bound You one? check for it, and it is missing from your inventory. Shit. Do, are, do I have any books? Could I have, like, did I keep any books? Yeah, yeah. You definitely have, like, the norms, like the Varrican myths cool. all together and a few, like, language books yeah. and stuff. Like, So, yeah, I'm practicing um, the <clears throat> languages of Varrican, but I'm also rubbing back up on ancient texts of Tesla. Like, oh, nice. The Theslan Bible, essentially. And yes, the revelations. A lot of, yeah, revelations and stuff. Just so that it's like fresh in my mind. Cool. Tesla had revelations. <laughs> do I get any bonuses like they do? Yes, on any type of charisma checks with anyone uh, connected to the Church of Tesla, you gain advantage that um, on those checks. Cool. Cool. So there's two big things I want to do. <laughs> I want to have an interaction with Talon to make sure that uh, oh. you know he's doing all right, and. I also really want to question your card about everything it is to be a world during this time. You check on Talon. He's not doing well because his whole thing was, I'm a bard. To lose your voice as a bard is pretty devastating. So any type of encouragement during this time would probably be very helpful for him. Okay. And I also, if he's willing, I start teaching him how to play the bagpipe. Okay, cool. Yeah, and he he gets really happy every time you come down to visit him, and he starts like, instead of only hanging out down there, he you start seeing him kind of take walks and stuff. But when he talks, it's still very raspy and it's sparse in between words. Okay. You approach Jacquard. Uh, so Jacquard. Uh, this whole werewolf thing. Um, <clears throat> what are the uh, what are the cons to being a werewolf? You actually get a, an increase to con. It's pretty cool. <laughs> That's an out-of-game joke. <laughs> ah, well, me and my crew, we have, uh, we were all born with this, what we call a gift, what others would call a curse. We were all driven out of whatever town or city we were born in and formed our own, our own family. Our own pack. We can give this gift to others, as I see there is an interest in your eye. Okay, great. Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. There is first the initiation, trials, and rituals, and you must swear a blood oath to join our pack. Oh. Ah. Uh. No. Is there another way? For any of our crew to give this gift? No. All right. Um, 
Are there any other werewolves that you know? I have only traveled uh, Kasana and the Lock Islands and Berehim. On none of these have I found anyone like us. Could be in Trailand, but I have not been there very often. Could you, uh, when we land, could you just, like, sniff them out? Is that something, like, if I handed you, like, a, a ripped piece of cloth, you could just, like, go find another werewolf? Is uh, that how that works? I am not your dog to order around, you know. So, uh, oh, well. I, I can keep an eye out and inform you of anything, but, uh, other than that, I'm not going to go out of my way. Well, I suppose that's all I can ask. All right, well, um, that was worth a shot. Um, all right. You guys ready to continue then? Yep. The night you approach the North Island of the Lock Islands, Rory, you are awoken by a chill. A breeze comes through the bunk room. It's still dark, but as you turn over and try to cover yourself with your blanket, you notice a figure in the doorway. It wears a black cloak with white rune, ancient runes, embroidered on the hem. Two black, powerful wings are folded behind it. The dark cowl stares at you. There is something protruding from it, but when it turns suddenly, you see the beak of an eagle. The body floats away in the direction of the stairs to the top deck. Everyone else is still sleeping or meditating. Do you follow? Yeah, I jump out of my bunk, grab my hammer, and scurry up the steps. When you leave the room, stealth. You see the winged creature at the stairs. Again, it floats up toward the moonlight above. Go ahead and roll perception as you're following. Ten. You look down at the base of the stairs, and you see a long black eagle feather. The shaft are skeletal bones like hollow fingers, all interconnected from the bottom to the top. It reminds you of your bloodstone amulet. As you mount the stairs, you see a large moon hanging over the dark waters. An island lays in the distance, and as the ship approaches, the clear black sky with pocks of white glowing stars make a tapestry within which you can see a floating figure over the open chasm sea. You can see clearly now in the moonlight, the feathers outstretched, the wings spanning over six feet, and a white-boned talon pointing toward the island. A hollow-eyed eagle skull under the cloak's hood is now made known by the moon's pallid light. Is anybody else around on the deck? There's a couple of crewmen who are watching Heather's at the wheel. No one has said anything. But do they, do it seem like they notice this? No, she's just steering and you can kind of see her 
making out if it's the island in the distance or not. And so this this being is pointing towards the island. Mm-hmm. Okay, is it close enough that it seems like I could say something to it? No, it's like a quarter mile away. It's between you and the island, and it's simply just hanging there. The wings are not flapping, and it's pointing silently at the island. I just say, Ari, is that you? When you ask, you see the beak just kind of look up and tilt its head. You're not sure if it nodded or simply began to enfold on itself, but within a second, it disappears from sight. And does anything else seem amiss? Nope. At this point, Heather has left the wheel and she grabs a spyglass and she says down to you, Rory, Oh, I think that is the first island. Rory, did you notice that? Yeah, I see the island. And that's the island that the eagle thing was pointing at? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I believe we've arrived. It is the Lock Islands. Finally. So I, I, um, I start making my way back downstairs, and I go to Telnes' bunk, and I, like, nudge him on the shoulder. Um, oh, whoa. Uh. Yes? What, what is it? Hey, uh, this might be, this might sound kind of weird coming from me, but, uh, you have books, right? Yeah. Uh, is there anything in any of your books about Ari, the Harbinger of Death? Well, uh, let me see. I haven't done much studying on it, but, um, I pull up the, uh, mythos of, uh, Verahim, and I scan the pages. Do a history check, or a religion check. Uh, 16. Yes, there's quite a bit about Ari in the books that you have learned. Yeah, so, well, yes. Oh, I haven't read this passage in quite some time. Um, but yeah, here's, uh, looks like a, two chapters on little Ari. Or on, on, on Ari, I'm sorry. You're little Ari. Mm-hmm. This is Ari. Uh, is there a drawing of him? There are no images of Ari. Uh, uh, there's no images, but just uh, imagination. Um, n- nothing. Is there a, is there a description? Most do not know the visage of Ari, or only those who have passed truly see Ari, but those who have brushed close to death have at least seen the wings spread. I tell you that. I tell I tell you what happened. I was like, is there any is there anything in there about like what it means if it's pointing the way to something? I mean, it seems like from what you said, only people who die see Ari. Um, well, uh, I don't read anything in these books about that. Well, here, let me check again. Nope. Yeah, that is... I accidentally ripped a page out. My bad. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> that is the extent of your knowledge of Ari. Yeah. Other than, like, in Bjornheim, where there was the crevice, the opening within the canyon that was behind the altar that... Right. You right. were almost more, right, right, right. That that was only wide enough for Ari to fly through. That would take the those who passed through that's right. there. But that's more of local mythology rather mm-hmm. than general Varrican mythology. Right. I tell you that. Okay. Well, I know is I think I saw what I can only imagine to be Ari or something that looked like Ari pointing towards that island and well, clearly mentioning wanting my attention. That's incredible. Uh, good thing we're going there. Is it? 
a good thing? Well, if death is pointing me towards that island? Well, I think that death, it wouldn't be a good thing if death was pointing me there. <laughs> but it's okay <laughs> with me that death is pointing you there. <laughs> Wait, that not to come off sounding like I'm okay with you dying. I'm saying you as Lil Ari, you know, like. So maybe this is part of my destiny. Maybe he's cool with you, and you know, not so cool huh. with me. I mean, at this, you guys are talking pretty loudly. Kalun and Ayas are waking, and actually, Erwin rushes kind of in a in night dress. Um, that sounds like he's in a dress. <laughs> well, I mean, that's you okay. did you did say night that? dress. Yeah, night comma. Dress. It doesn't just sound like it. It, <laughs> it, it, just it, is, it is that it he is in a dress. <laughs> He's in very manly pajamas. <laughs> pajamas. He's in like he's like in in w- like white and blue striped pajamas, and he nice. comes to your guys' door. Does he have and a nightcap like... and, and a lantern? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, by the way, yeah, what kind of person wears a dress, right, Colun? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Are you calling a kilt a dress? That's a skirt. Uh, that that was was a skirt burn. You're you might be not for me, but you might be in danger if, you, if the wrong people listen to this. Are you calling a, a, a kilt a dress? We do have a lot of UK listeners, so... That's right, UK listeners. <laughs> a kilt is a dress. Come at me. <laughs> uh, do you guys just think everyone from the UK wears kilts? Yeah. Do you not think that? Well, at least the Scottish side, not Only everyone. The, well, all Americans the... wear cowboy hats, so... <laughs> Touche. I, I think that Everybody in the UK wears a kilt. There's nothing wrong with it, but that's what they do. We are all wearing cowboy hats <laughs> yeah, right now. Right so now. It checks out. Yeah. Can't help it. Um, so at this point, Erwin in a nice little nightcap and lantern and white striped pajamas leans into your guys' door. Boys, did you hear? The the Lock Islands, we've arrived. Oh, yes, we did hear. Wakey, wakey. Did we? Well, uh, you, that's where Lilari is pointing us to. Oh. Oh. Uh, all right, great. Good job on finding the, the Lock Isles. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I found it, yeah. Oh. Um, r- ready, uh, uh, armor, weapons, just in case, and and uh, and meet a top deck. Okay, when he leaves, I tell the other two rowdy boys what I saw. You're sure it was Ari? Well, I guess I'm not sure, but... But it was a skeleton. It was a skeletal creature with wings and an eagle face. Well, listen, with all I've seen in the past couple of months, I believe you. Hmm. I don't even know if I believe me. Wow. So there's this great confidence in me you have. We're friends, Rory. Aww. Well, deal with it. We believe you. <laughs> Our cats don't know truth. Is that how that works? <laughs> All right, so I guess we can just be careful. Death seems to be pointing us towards this island, so I don't know if that's good or bad. Well, maybe you should just lead the way everywhere. Yeah, we'll follow it like I thought I would did all, already. Right. We'll be back here. All right, so I guess let's go. Let's go. So you guys go to the top deck. Jacquard and Erwin are already up there. And you see, now closer, the first of the Lock Islands. This is the northernmost island. This is where Shantytown is located, where you guys once marched from one of the southern islands up from White's Bay across the Harrow's Bridge to Shantytown. You're now coming to it from the northern end, the opposite end. Then Erwin says, uh, Jacquard, you, you know the... You know the entrance to Shantytown, correct? And Jacquard nods and heads towards the captain's wheel. Erwin turns to you for, uh, those coins Abram gave you, uh, have them at the ready. I fear we're not sure how welcome or uh, unwelcome 
we will be based on what you have said. <laughs> I, uh, I flip mine up, standing right next to the banister, and then fumble with it and almost <laughs> drop it over the edge. You go to catch it with your hammer hand. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I put on a pair of glasses and a prosthetic nose with the, with the mustache underneath. Mm-hmm. Disguise and self. Yeah, and I'm disguising myself. <laughs> I just take mine out and look at it. Mm-hmm. Nice. The doubloon has two sides, Henry Locke's face on the front, a three-pointed hat, and a wink and a smile. And on the back is a flintlock pistol with the phrase unity and depravity. The shine of the moon is reflected off the tropical leaves, the trees, the brush. The fauna seems quiet, though. Once you're close to the island following the cliffs, you do not hear birds crying nor monkeys climbing. You continue following the cliffs to a small opening, only large enough for one ship to enter. It takes expert steering to guide the ship with only the stars above, but Jacquard handles it effortlessly. You surmise he's navigated this path a multitude of times. After navigating the paths, dodging rocks here and there for quite some time, the first sign of foreboding is the curtain of vines before you hanging from a naturally formed archway. It appears as if the cliffs are reconnecting, bringing your path to an end, but the bow cuts through the greenery and into wider waters. The sprawling settlement of Shantytown lies before you. Just across the large inlet, the docks stretch the beach within this cove. Before you can investigate further, the first mate Heather shines a lamp out toward the cliffs behind them, lighting first the left, then the right of the archway where there are empty roosts. She is using a type of code, flashing the light on, on, off, on, off, to each arch post. She yells out, Captain, the bell towers are empty. The boats are gone too. At that, you notice that there are no lights within the town, no taverns swelling with the music and dancing, no brothels with cries of passion. No brawls on the docks between rival crews. Make perception rolls. 10. 15. 16. Nice. Ias and Kal'un, you notice, even though the whole town is dark, in the moonlight, you notice that across this small, these small bay waters, there is only but one ship docked in the docks. Kind of looking around. Nice. Erwin says, Oh, do you look at that? Only one ship here. That's strange. Looks like a Navy ship. Do you all see that? I do now. It's not a good sign. Shandytown looks abandoned, wouldn't you say? And before he can finish that, Jacquard says from the captain's wheel, Everyone, keep your fucking voices down. Heather, cut that light. Radio weapons. This doesn't look good. The ship then sails quietly across the crystal clear waters. The stars and three quarters moon are perfectly reflected beneath you. The black ship blends into its dark surroundings and docks quietly beside the one ship. As your ship, the Sea Dogs, pulls into the dock next to the Navy ship, you see this. The stern of the ship is still intact, but on the left side, the port side, 
it is almost completely destroyed. The only word that is still legible is the smoke-stained engraving, Grace. <gasps> the paint that had once renamed the ship, the Naked Lady, has completely melted from the wood. Who did this? The entirety of the hall is nearly completely underwater, and the mast juts out at an angle toward the sea dogs. The charred skeletal structure of the port side exposes the common room where you once dined together, once had a food fight, once plotted pranks on Commander Leon. The external fire seems to have stopped just at the Rowdy Boys bunk room. The internal part of the bunk room, though, you are uncertain of. As you are following the damage up to the top deck, you see that the royal suite is half exposed as well. And even further up, closest to the sea dog's top deck, is the quarter charred remains of the captain's wheel and a corner of the captain's quarters burned. Through this opening in the wall, you see two red orbs flicker then disappear deeper into Abram's quarters. I jump on the ship for sure. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna, can I can I make a perception check to like or investigation check uh, to see if I see what that was? Yeah, come on. We need to find. We need to see if there's survivors. I jump as well onto the onto the dock. Yeah, I was gonna say you'd have to jump onto the dock and then climb up. The dining room is nearly connected to the dock because it's tilted that way. So while they're jumping down from this ship and running over to get on it, so I go to the, the like the ledge and mm -hmm. look, investigating and I got a 17. 17? In the moonlight, you recognized green skin surrounding the red orbs. Green skin. Scuttle. Oh my gosh. I I say that um, to you because you never left. I haven't I haven't jumped yet. No. It's like that is that there's green skin. Whatever that red orbed eyed thing is, it's got green skin. How big was that thing? It was small. Small big. <laughs> Would I be able to swing over onto the top? Yeah. Okay. I want to follow you, but I don't think I can successfully swing very well. Want to help? <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Get on my back? Is yep. this like Gimli looking up at Aragorn? Yeah. Like, yeah. well, don't no. smack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is like Aragorn looking down at Gimli and oh, saying, yeah, don't yeah, smack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kalun and Ayas give me acrobatics checks well, as you that, jump I'm off. I'm also trying to be stealthy about it. Okay. Well. Give me stealth check first, then acrobatics. Sure. Okay. Um, stealth. Yeah. I got my gray cloak on. Oh. Yeah. That should be noted. Your gray cloaks, you can now convert back from the wolf pelt to the... Oh, yeah, because you can switch which side it's uh, oh, yeah. is on yeah. the outside. And I rolled a natural 20, so that Ooh. is... I do three what? flips. That's fantastic. Yes. Were, I, you, were you stealthing as well? I was stealthing as well. Give me a stealth check as well. Okay. All right, so and my stealth check is 18. My acrobatics check is 28. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you land perfectly. You can choose. Do you want to land on the dining room level or do you want to land on the top deck because it's only that port side the left side that's actually burned 
through. It looks like okay. the fire stopped once it started tilting into I the saw, water. I saw the red eyes, right? Oh, all of you saw the red eyes, Okay, yes. so I want to get to the top deck where, or wherever the red eyes are. Sure. I do I, a spinning, like, high dive maneuver where I, like, flip sideways and, like, land, and I rolled an 18 on stuff. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. Are you following Kowloon, or are you landing? Because uh, you went down to the docks. Do you then want to climb up to the dining room area or follow Kowloon into the top deck? Oh, yeah. So uh, wherever Kowloon is going, I just jump that direction. Perfect. So, yeah, you're able to, you know, acrobatics down to the dock and then leap up to the top deck, landing stealthily next to Kowloon. In front of you is the door to Abram's quarters. Like I said, the corner is charred and there's an opening there and then his door is in front of you still stained by soot again you just hear the waters you hear the crew behind kind of like murmuring to each other you hear Erwin gasp and cover his mouth like no not he leans against the railing trying to collect his thoughts Uh, I'm going to come back up to Rory and Telnius let's swing we want to try and swing over there Okay. give me a athletics check 12. You guys start swinging and Telnia starts slipping from your grasp. Give me a uh, strength check to tighten that grip. Uh, 21. Yeah, so (laughs) Telnia was like slipping over the dock and then you brought yourself up. Are you trying to land on the top deck? I'm trying to land on the top deck and try to land stealthily. (laughs) Roll at disadvantage because you're swinging from a rope. And and Rory. Did you roll any ones? (laughs) No, I didn't. Five. I'm going to stop the check. Oh, shit. Yeah, you, you land very loudly and kind of, you know, you don't drop uh, Telnius, but because it was he was slipping, you let yeah. go of him a little soon, and your hammer maybe knocks against the... Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, against the deck. So you guys are behind Ias and Kowloon. You look back, and you see your friends. <laughs> I just said, well, it already saw us. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I still want to try to stealth in. I don't know what... You know. I look at Rory, and I, I just... I look at the rest of you. I'm just like, hold on. Oh, man, look at this big barrel of apples. Yeah, this is a lot of apples. There's so many out here. I love uh, apples. We have too I'm, many I'm, apples. I'm stealthing, I'm stealthing at 25, so if he runs past me, I want to grab him. Okay, so roll deception with advantage because the other two are helping. You're stealthing into. Are you going through uh, like, the door? Or? I want to I go into the door and just, like, hide there. Uh, what do we know? What what happened to Scuttles? We, we I'm, the last we know, I said meats back on the menu, boys. Oh. So I assumed we ate him. <laughs> um, Twenty one. Twenty one to yeah. deceive. Yeah. Uh, inside the captain's quarters, Abram's maps and souvenirs have survived the flames. The ship must have sunk into the waters before the flames could grow to the office area. On the shelves here are a bottle of black sand and a statue of pink marble from the elven isle of Barda. A crown of colorful feathers and festive painted skulls are from Kasana. You notice an empty bottle of wine uh, rolled to the rightmost wall. Go ahead and roll me Perception. You just see Abram's desk, and you see his bed that was in the back corner. The blankets are askew, 
And, you know, a lot of the stuff that was on top of the desk has slipped off. So nothing okay. nothing happened when I said apples? Correct. <sighs> okay, so I continue, I, I guess, investigation, because I want to just look around the room as I stealth around still. Do you guys stay outside or go in? Uh, I am going to uh, walk up to Ias and um, uh, make uh, sounds as though I'm eating apples. Mm, mm, wow, tasty apples. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, there's three different kinds in here. Is this Honeycrisp and... Red Delicious. And I'm going into the room. <laughs> I'm going into the room. What? I've never heard of that. That one version. must be from the New Lands. So I, I start, as stealthy as I can, I try yeah. to go into the room behind him. And Oh, uh, wow. natural 20. So. Nice. Uh, so Rory slips in, and at this, before you even investigate or roll investigation, at the sound of the chomping and, ooh, from the New Lands, you see a head poke out from under the bed, and it is a green leathery skin, long pointy ears, small creature with red beady eyes. Do I recognize him? You recognize him. And he looks around and he's like, doesn't see anyone. So he slowly crawls out. It looks like his clothes are pretty tattered and, and worn, and he goes over to Abram's desk, kind of like going to his next hiding spot and like looking around the corner every now and again. I, I crawl like right up beside him and say, skulls. <laughs> <laughs> and he raises his hands in the air and he says, oh, there wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, I figure it wasn't. What <sighs> happened here? Uh, uh, you're the bad man. I you am... came in and hurt me. Hey, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> hey. You want some apples? I did burn you, though. (laughs) We didn't need you, though. Remember, I'm the one that stopped them from killing you. I run in there. It's like, is that our meat, boys? No, no. No, no. Hold on. (laughs) They're going to eat me. There's two more. No, I grab him real quick before he... (laughs) I don't want him to run away. My friend here wants to eat you. But I I don't uh, want him to. I'm uh, on your side. I just need you to tell us what happened here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you did it eat me last time because Abram and I go way back. He slipped me out, so all you had was pork that night. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> That's interesting to know. Yeah. Yeah, well, you want to know what happened here? Aye, why is our ship halfway in the water? Oh, it was real bad. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> the flames were growing. My heart was racing, and I was trapped in here. That sounds bad. Look, the flames came all the way to the corner, but when the, uh, the boat shifted, it all kind of like went out. But I don't know if the bad men are out there still. Where did the flames come from? Um, last I heard, well, uh, it was a while ago. Um, all right, I'm going to eat him. No, Abram's no, not no, here. No, I'm no, going to no, eat him. Listen, the last I knew, um, Abram... He went into town. He told me to stay here. Well, you and Abram were friends? Yeah, yeah. We used to pirate way back in the day, like decades ago. <laughs> How old are you? I'm like 50. <laughs> How old are you? I'm like 52. Nice. 52. Yeah. <laughs> You're a little bit older than I am. It's a lot like 50, though. <laughs> we're over the hill. Not for hobbits. Saplings. <laughs> That's copyright. <laughs> the Tolkien estate's gonna come for you. 
All right, Elmo, listen up. <laughs> so <laughs> we we need answers. Who the fuck's Elmo? <laughs> All right. Well, what happened to the people? Oh uh, yeah. Well, the bad people are like my people. The, uh, your people. Oh, my people. Well, um. So Abram leaves, right? And everyone's still crewing the ship and all that. And I was just in here being a good boy and, like, you know, eating things and stuff. But I am out of food. Do you guys have anything? You were talking about apples. I, 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 I want just one apple, please. All right. It's, it, I can't handle it any longer. <laughs> don't eat me, Dude, please. We can't eat him. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. How long ago did this happen? Uh, a month ago. About, I don't know, I was I was marking the days. And you just see, like, it started as counting the days, and it just turned into doodles. Like, he clawed <laughs> just little doodles etched into the... <laughs> How many days did he get to before the doodles started happening? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been on this ship for, like, a month? I think so. Okay, I, uh, I walk over to Abram's desk, and I start rummaging through it, and, like, just looking at everything that's in the drawers and everything. Um, you notice the... Well, on your way in, you notice the bottle that was to the end of the of the room. That was the bottle that you once uh, shared with Abram back in Bjornheim, the mm -hmm. wine bottle. When was the last time you've seen anybody around here? Oh, yeah. Well, I wasn't done with my story yet, I guess. <laughs> I... I was in here, and that's when all the yelling started. There was pops, like popcorn, but not popcorn, because people were screaming after. It was really crazy. Whereas normally after people have popcorn, what noises do they make? Right. Wait. But these were not popcorn noises. Oh, wait. Was it, was it guns? I know what the fuck yeah. like, <laughs> the pistols are. Yeah, it was like <laughs> rifles and pistols going off like a war. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say your name in third person when you talk <laughs> Scuttles knows, <laughs> knows, knows what the fuck's going on, all right? So quit making... F You're all laughing at me. Hmm. I'm not laughing. I'm salivating. <laughs> and soon I'll be masticating. Is it from air? Abram said that's not allowed. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I said masticating. That means chewing. Chewing. We're going to eat you. No, please. Just one apple. Okay, we won't eat you. Okay, okay. I so pick then up, I pick up the bottle while you're doing this. Yeah. So last I heard was like um a bunch of men outside of the ship. There was fighting and battling and then um and then that's when the fire started. I was too scared to go outside. But you haven't seen anybody else around here since. No, and every time I, I look outside the the town just gives me the creeps. Could you describe any of the men that you saw? There were a lot of the guys that go here, like, come in and out of port. They were just pirates. Any one in particular you see leading them? Uh, a lot of them, a lot of them were saying something about um, anti-baseball, anti-anti-Thesla. Oh, yeah, that was the name. It's him. Now, mm. you and Abram were friends, right? Oh, yeah, go way back. So we are trying to save Abram. Is there anything that you could tell us that would help us? Or give us. Uh, or give us. He said he was getting a drink uh, from his favorite pub, the Starsguard pub? Yeah. Starsguard? Starsguide. Starsguide. Do we know where that is? Mm -hmm. You okay. went there and you sang a shanty there once. Didn't oh. we also 
hang someone up there? Yeah, I believe yeah, in our bonus episode that we did in <laughs> live at Hypericon. Mm-hmm. So go listen to ago. it, idiot. Memory live at Hypericon. Uh, oh, yeah, something else is uh, every time I look out, like I said, I'm creeped out, but there's a fortress on the north side of town, like a big stone fortress. It's a stone court. Uh, that's I've heard people there. That's probably not important. Let's go to the pub. I want to, uh, <laughs> I want to search the rest of the ship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, uh, I loot the bodies. So you actually find no corpses on the ship. Oh. Scuttles got hungry. <laughs> I pick up the bottle that rolled all the way to the end, and I'm just looking at it, and then I bring it over to the desk, and I just continue rummaging through all the drawers. Yeah, you're you're just finding all his maps, his navigation tools, a few locked drawers, but all the drawers that open, it's like one has all his pipe tobacco and nice. And pipe I set. pull out Vanessa and I slash at the locked drawer. <laughs> Give me a strength check. Okay, that's a nine. Where are your double nat 20s, man? It's not opening. It's wood. You got to go. But here, Rory, can I borrow your hammer real quick? Sure. And I smash it with Rory's hammer. <laughs> all right. We're all strength check. Four. All right. All right. <laughs> Guys, step aside. Step aside. Hey, Roy just steps back to cross yeah. his arms. Like, all right. Let's see how this goes. All right. Well, Wait, no, me first. Here you go. I hand him Rory's hammer. All right. Oh, no. Nat 20! (laughs) (laughs) Bro, this is fun! Doubloons, like gold doubloons, just spill out of the drawer. Nice. I grab like two Uh, handfuls. A few gems and a few diamonds. (laughs) I hit the jackpot! I I quickly grab the hammer back from him and like hand it back to Rory, and I'm like giving him squinty eyes. I did it good, right? You did well. Yeah, you did well. That earns you one apple. Shit, I no, want no, 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 you can This is Abrams. He just keeps pouring we out like, magically can... and he's just swimming. We will give it back to Abram, but uh-huh. in the almost certainty that he's dead, let's <laughs> take it. We should divvy it up now. What the fuck, man? <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you in haven't case. realized by now, then. What do okay, you mean? Look, it's been a month. So, bruh. are you there telling me forces at this for- stone fortress? Yeah. And you've never gone out of the ship looking for anyone. Listen, there was a lot of bad things happening. I was sounds scared. Like, I'm one little goblin. What can I do? Sounds like well, you can do a lot. You just broke the hell out of this. Bruh, if there's angry desks out there, <laughs> I'm <down>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right. so I'm assuming we gather up the gold. Yeah, I want to search the other parts of the ship. Okay, so um. Most of the other parts, like the royal suite, had already been kind of ransacked after Alistair had been captured and the the ship taken back. Most of it's pretty empty other than whatever the new crew had kept in there. So you guys enter the rowdy boy bunk room. One of the few rooms uh, nearly untouched by the fires and saved by the sinking into water, the room still holds four bunks and a few shelves full of prized possessions. A carved out werewolf head, the antlers of a wendigo, a winter wolf pelt and claws, a vial of frost ogre blood, and scales and a fang from a sea serpent. The pelt is a bit smoke-stained and there's soot on the scales, but overall these trophies remain intact. 
Our greatest hits. Oh. Um, that's pretty much all you find on cool. the ship. Yeah. I, I guess I would like to transport all that back yeah. to the uh, the scurvy dog. So you guys report this to Erwin, I'm guessing, and yep. he yeah. just says, "What? Well, we have we have to at least look for him, right?" Oh yeah, hey. of course. Hey, before we leave though, do you think we have any apples? Wait, who the fuck is that? He's he's with us. Uh, this apples? is Skulls. Actually, what is your name? My name's Scuttles. Oh, I thought we named you that. No, well, he, no, he said in that episode, we hear Scuttles. That's strange. Oh, my name. No, that's true. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, oh my fuck. Is that <laughs> Captain Jacquard? Hey, what's up, homeboy? Oh, hey. How's it going, man? Whoa. It's been like 20 years. Hey, Jacquard, where can we put this werewolf skull? <laughs> <laughs> isn't, uh, isn't that your buddy? Oh, no. That was... That was Javier. Yeah, Javier. I remember him fondly. Um, I wore his skull like a, a mask. I I remember I was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he deserved it. He did try to kill yeah, us. Yeah, he did indeed. All right, That's listen. Right. I've had enough of this. This town has given me the fucking creeps. I I think we should get the hell out of here. No. That. We are staying here and we're looking for Abram. It's not worth the trouble. We're go- we've got to go to the Star Guide. Star- what he said. What is at the Star Guys pub? I don't know, but... That's where uh, Abram was heading. Potentially. That's what this little guy says. I I don't know. I think we should cut our losses here and set sail for Traylon. Like, obviously, that is Abram's ship. Sorry, Erwin, but uh, I got a crew to take care of. We Uh, know because Skulls told us that he was not on the ship when it burned. Jakar, give us some time. We need to look for him. Go sail out and then come come back here tomorrow. And... If we're here, we're here. We'll board your ship. If not, I guess go. Heather actually walks up and she grunts and says, Jakar, you are truly a pirate. The lowest of the low. What if there are survivors? What about Henry? What if she's still alive? You know she lives at the Stone Court. There could be wounded there. Scottles did say that he heard voices coming from uh, that Stone Court over there. And at that, Heather like grabs her long arm rifle and is like, we have to check this out. Jacquard, I'm sorry, but you can do whatever call, but I'm with these guys. And Jacquard's like, fine. I'll stay on the fucking ship in case there's any emergencies. We'll keep the ship ready for, for setting sail, but uh, I guess stay safe out there. Erwin, are you staying too? No, if Abram is inside that town and... I just want to know what happened. Scuttles, what do you want to do? You coming with us or staying? It's kind of spooky. Um, if you guys need me, I'll go, but I'd rather, like, get a meal or something. You All might right. be able to find your own hammer on the island. What kind of other NPC voice can we take with us? <laughs> <laughs> Rutherford's on the fucking ship. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I, I turn to Jacquard and say, here, to keep you entertained. And I take out a ball from my pocket and toss it to the other side of the ship. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> He just, like, stares at you while the ball bounces behind him, like, going off into the corner. And he just kind of shakes his head. He says, I can't believe I even considered having you a part of my crew. And I, he turns on a heel and walks away. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 just, I just grin. I'm like, what? yeah, that's what you get for trying to leave one of my friends behind. <laughs> he's just, he's off to his captain's quarters. So it looks like it's the four of you, the Rowdy Boys, Erwin, and Heather, because Scuttles is just, 
He's too freaked he's out hungry. by this. That and he's hungry. He's V-hungry. And as you saw from your last encounter, like, he can eat. Yeah. Boy, can he eat. <laughs> I metabolism. That's why they call him goblins. <laughs> <laughs> as I start making my way off of the ship, I turn to one of the uh, werewolf mates. I'm just like, watch him. He'll eat everything. <laughs> and they just have like a concerned look and they quickly like follow him because <laughs> Scuttles is running toward the door down to the uh, <laughs> down to the dining hall. That's all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really wish we could have kept his voice with us though. The whole episode? Yeah, that wouldn't have been Heather, annoying. Can Heather, can you do an impersonation of him? Yeah. Uh, let me try it. <laughs> I'm Scuttles. Good enough. Wow, that's yeah. really impressive. Yeah, that was There's good. I if did, you don't mind talking that voice. Uh, hell no. Oh. I, I did some voice acting back in the day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ah. Are we going? Like, What does that mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I, I jump off the ship. <laughs> Into the water. No, uh, yeah, Splash. so you guys. <laughs> you missed the gangway by like a foot and just <laughs> into the water. You salmon off of the yeah, ship yeah, and yeah. into the waters. <laughs> All right, so you guys go down uh, and start walking up the docks. As we walk, I turn to Heather and I say, um, "Have you ever heard any like old legends, maybe of like a like a skeletal eagle creature that like points the way to somewhere?" Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm just. It's something I heard. I heard, you know, back there, one of those guys said whatever, blah blah blah. Have you ever heard something like that? Um, no. I'm sorry. No. All right. Well, let's keep going then. Yeah, I think we should maybe stay uh, quiet, I suppose, right? Let's uh, go to the Stargazer. You approach the docks in the darkness. Erwin, you can tell just from seeing, especially Thessala's grace, like in that state, he's just been kind of like out of it, kind of like murmuring to himself, and he's not acting his normal confident self. He actually like runs into a... Uh, a crate on the docks like while you guys have been walking and keeping crouched uh, he shakes it off but he continues with you Heather remains uh, very silent you find that there are a strange amount of vines and even some of them have reached up to the ship the Thessala's Grace ship but have kind of crawled back away from the salt water can, can I do detect magic? Yeah, give me a. You're doing detect magic on the vines. Uh, I let let me do knowledge arcana. You don't recognize these vines, uh, but you see that there are small little buds every now and again, every three or four feet. Okay. Can I investigate them? Sure. Thirteen. Thirteen. Investigate. Thirteen. You you get closer to the the small bud. You notice that there are flower petals sticking up from the buds and they look to have like a purple pinkish hue to them are you doing anything to the bud or um, just looking at it uh well i was just looking at it um and i don't recognize it knowledge nature yeah go for it Whew. no i do not that's a nat one yeah you've never seen it before but you also haven't spent a lot of time yeah. in the jungle so i i pluck one okay when you actually uh, when you pluck it off and you, uh, which for some reason sounds dirty. I don't know why. Pluck it off. <laughs> um, you bring it close to your face. It almost looks as if it, you watch as it almost naturally unfurls. I smell it. 
And before you can even smell it, so there was the bright pink and purple of the petals. Mm. As it gets to the center, there is a, a lovely orange hue at the center uh, and a poof of pollen shoots out and it gets all over your face and you actually accidentally breathe some of it in. Give me a constitution save. That one. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> well, no critical fails, so. Oh, yeah, okay. So not, oh, I have got a zero. Zero so to con. It is so one. So it's still it's one. Oh, man. You instantly feel a surge of energy. I scream. <laughs> Your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Oh, do you like really? excited? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You guys are stealthing on the docks and you just hear this. His eyes are becoming bloodshot and. But I'm like smiling, happy, just. <laughs> and suddenly you become extremely nauseated and begin to throw up. I do it all <laughs> over. <laughs> You're just like. Just like... <laughs> and you guys all watch this and Erwin's like. What, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Okay, so weird. I run over. Do you, are you still holding the flower? Uh, I imagine I dropped it. The flowers. Blah, don't touch. Blah, the flowers. <laughs> Heather and Erwin both become extremely aware of their surroundings all of a sudden. They see that like on the ground, it's just a patchwork of these vines on the ground. Like there's still tons of open area, but the vines have spread what looks like through the whole town. Do you guys choose to continue on? You're also well, uh, poisoned for an unknown duration at the moment. Oh, okay. Are, so is he still vomiting? Uh, no, not no. That was just like an initial reaction, and now mm. he is simply poisoned. He doesn't feel well, like nauseated, uh, and that is disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Well, uh, actually, oh. I... uh, no, it's not. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, greater restoration, maybe. According to the encyclopedia, man, you looked really happy there for a minute. Did it feel like that could have done something good for you? It felt like it could. Rory, hold on. You saw what happened. It yeah, felt he... like it could at first, and then it didn't. <laughs> yeah, but, see, I've, got a, I've got a better constitution than he does, so maybe if I tried. Yeah, Greater Restoration is a fifth level spell. Ouch. So. Well, you're Not seventh level. Good. Not good. Maybe what? Wait, what about Restoration? I didn't so... With Vanessa drawn, I, I kind of like bring my tunic up to my mouth and I just kind of slash one side with heat and the other side with ice just to see. When you slice with the heat, it disconnects the vine and you see the vine like almost instantly wither to brown and the flowers shrivel up. The rest of it, it almost looks as if the vine responds and curls away from the strike. You said you're also swinging another one with cold? Yep. When you attempt to use cold damage with Vanessa, there is a minute explosion from the blade that freezes your hand and you take three <clears throat> cold damage. What happened? It froze my hand. Has that ever happened before? No. So one point because you're... Resistant. Resistant. I'm resistant, baby. <laughs> yeah. I do cast lesser restoration and cure myself of poison. Oh, perfect. Unless it is like some super poison. 
Nope. You uh, you cast the spell and you feel your body immediately back up to full health and uh, your eyes go from bloodshot to normal cool. and you're able to get the rest of the pollen off of you. And cool. you said with just a slash and no cold damage, the vines coiled away from with the, the blade? You said heat damage, yeah. With heat damage, they shriveled up. Mm-hmm. But with the other slash that I oh, tried cold yeah, because you still would have completed the slash. Um, disconnecting the vines had the same effect. Um, the vine didn't shrivel, like, as much as the other one. Okay. Yeah, my... Ugh, that was weird. Uh, looks like cold's out of the question, guys. Mm-hmm. But, uh, did <clears throat> heat seem to work? Yeah. No problems there. I think that might be connected to our, uh, our little glowing gems. Maybe not. Glowing dim? I don't know. Mm. Probably. Well, oh, shit. what lesson did we learn? Don't ever stop to smell the roses. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 that, was, okay. that was good. Heather says, well, I I think we should keep moving, but yeah. uh, don't touch the vines. Keep away that, from them as much as possible, I suppose. So okay. You, that, so yeah, you guys. Makes sense. Rory, do, are you sure? You, do you want to try it? No, or, I won't okay. try it. Now, past the docks, you all see the Stars Guide pub come into view just before the town center. Rory, with your eagle eye, you watch as a cloaked figure seemingly floats to the door of the tavern. As it reaches, as it reaches out to push the door open, you see a talon instead of a hand. And when the head turns toward you, you see a large eagle skull staring back at you, but only for a second. It still chills you to your core as it enters the dilapidated building. I, I think I just saw the eagle creature again. Where? Uh, what the fuck do you mean? I mean, I saw, I, mean, I saw it way off in the distance. I saw the eagle creature go into that pub. Oh, really? That's yeah. where we're headed. Uh, do you think death is guiding us towards that pub? I hope so. But no. <laughs> what do you mean, death? And Erwin's like, yeah. Rory, what are you talking about? Well, last night... I saw a eagle creature, skeletal eagle creature, uh, with wings. Uh, it it guided me out of my bunk, and it floated over the water and pointed towards this town. And I just saw that same creature go into that pub. Let's go talk to it. Um, That's what I'm thinking. Uh, I mean, I but maybe like Rory, you should go first. No, I'll go too. I got your back. I think we all should go, but what? maybe Rory should lead the pack. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, let's let's uh, let's move quickly and quietly. Okay. And so Heather kind of, she crouches and begins to run stealthily. Uh, Erwin brings up the rear. When Heather reaches the door, she waits for your guys' call. Uh, You're under the sign of the Star's Guide Pub, written elegantly on the sign with constellations uh, painted around it. Is anybody else around? Like, do, have we seen any other... You haven't being? seen one person yet. No lights, um, no smells of cooked food, nothing. Ghost nope. And does anyone go in? I want to, I mean, like, can we peer in through a window or can we sneak around back or anything? Guys, hold on. Wow, look at this big barrel of apples. Wow, <laughs> 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 where? Oh, hey, bro, I'm Scott's brother. I'm Bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that worked. <laughs> okay, so as you come to the entrance, you find that most of the town hasn't burned down and has a mass amount of vines growing 
through it. Go ahead and give me a another knowledge nature check. Ooh, much better. All of us are just just tell me us. Yeah. You don't know nothing about nature, Colin. I'm a bard. I know something about everything. <laughs> He's a jack. <laughs> jack off all trades. Twenty one. Great. With that, you would know that a month is not enough time for vines to just take over and grow this extensively throughout an entire town. These are very clearly magically influenced vines. There's, they've grown far too quickly over the lands in merely a month's time. Well, the good news is it seems like they don't like fire. Yeah, that is I, good. Mm. The, the tavern itself is, is barely standing on its frame. A stone building collapsed beside it, making rubble of half of the establishment, and it's it's dark inside. What do you think about some of us going around the back? So with the building collapse next to it, it's the storefronts are all they all make kind of one long building. You'd have to go back to the docks and all the way to the to the back end of the What if we went into the building next to it? And played the drums. <laughs> <laughs> it's worked before. And then went through where it collapsed. We could try. I'm willing to look. Do you want to go into the front uh, while the rest of us do that? I'll go with you because I'm not super sneaky. Okay. I'll I do mean, I other. guess, look, this thing knows. I get the feeling it knows I'm here. So um, I kind of no. want to see this thing. I get, yeah, I guess I'll go in through the front door. If you guys want to see if you can kind of like sneak around. So I'm going with Rory. You boys, he's going through the building. Heather? Um, I will stay out here and keep watch. And Erwin speaks up and he says, I'll go in with Rory and uh, you, Telnius. Sounds good. I make my way over to the door that we're going in. Okay, cool. All right, uh, no door, but it's where the stone building collapsed into this one. Cool. I, Riyama, Riasios, these two, uh, Rory and Telnius. So you guys are climbing. You're not doing it very quickly because it's difficult terrain. So okay. I'll come back and do the other group first. Yeah, I'll lead the way, and I just, I like, <sighs> all right, I'm heading in. And I walk forward slowly and as quietly as I can, but I just go in through the front door. Rory, you see a cloaked figure sitting on a stool by a fireplace. It is on the opposite side of the tavern and near the bar. There is no fire roaring, but you hear humming. I uh, I get my hammer ready and I just slowly walk forward. I I will say Telnius, you watch Rory walk toward an empty fireplace. There's no one sitting there. There's absolutely no one sitting there. You hear no humming. Okay. I, I just follow you, though, unaware of that. Okay. I I turn back to you, and I just, I, like, hold up my hand, motion for you to stop for a second. Okay. I stop. And then I keep keep going forward. Go ahead and give me a perception check in the tavern. Not 20, so that's 24. Wow. <laughs> it looks like none of the vines made it into this establishment. You look over two tables. There's a few patrons sitting at tables. It looks like some of them, I mean, they're dead. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, see, you see the first bodies. Oh, wow. Uh, they are at least a month decayed. And so that's when it starts to hit you. 
oh, there's a foul smell in here. And it looks like these ones, their throats were slit. One table over, you see a the body of a pirate with a drink in its hand, sitting face down at the table. A familiar three-pointed hat covers most of his head. You see Erwin kind of gasp. He sees the same body and the long white hair and begins to walk over to it, not even acknowledging you, Telnius. Um, I stay where I'm at. Rory, when you reach the cloaked figure, you can see a small line of pipe smoke rising from the hood, though you do not smell anything. Then you hear, I left me old world to sail the chasm sea. And the cloak begins to turn toward you. Facing you is Captain Abram in the cloak. Ah, hello, Rory. It's good to see an old friend. What a beaut of an episode. We've got Andrew the DM, Colin the Colloon, Brad the Rory, Micah the Telnius, and in the middle of it all you got me, Taylor the Ayers. Something you should know about these Sheilas is that sometimes the only way to get them to calm down is to leave them a review at iTunes so that they can find even more listeners. Learn from Brady Blue, Milo777, Jake Karadcha, and a huge shout out to Joseph Timmis of Nerd Asylum. They're very independent creatures and they rely on you to tell your friends and family about them. However, I'm a professional. So if you see one out in the wild, keep your distance and silently stalk them until you wear them out enough to handle safely. You can also find merch they're selling on etsy.com slash chasmquest. If you're wondering what you can do to help, then you should know that these buttes have learned to create a Patreon page found only at patreon.com slash chasmquest. And if you want to learn even more about these amazing creatures, you can find links to Twitter, Insta, and Discord at chasmquest.com. Oi! Look over there, those critters! What a find! It's an online warriors! Hey everybody, this is Nerd Bomber here, one of the co-hosts of the Online Warriors podcast. Our weekly podcast started as a way for three friends to keep in touch and discuss their passion for movies, gaming, technology, and entertainment. And since then, we've grown into a fantastic online community. Every Wednesday, we release a new episode discussing the latest nerdy news, and then we go hands-on with our weekly adventures and a fun trivia show. Sound interesting? Check us out on every podcast platform, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or hit us up at onlinewarriorspodcast.com. Kaloon and Ayas, you finally climb over the stone... And almost right in front of you, you see Erwin standing at walking up to a table and everything that I've just described, you see Rory standing by a fireplace, just looking at the empty fireplace and a stool next to it. And you see Erwin slowly approaching a body with a familiar 
three-pointed hat on top of its head and Telnius kind of frozen uh, near the door. I hop down. Yeah. No. Stealthily. We, we recognize the uh, the three-pointed hat. Yeah, we recognize and, that it's Abram. And the, well, yeah. You recognize, too, that, uh, yeah, the blue navy. We um, see and we know are, who it is. I jump down immediately yeah. and okay. I race over. No, no. Do you do anything to the body when you get close? Uh, I get up to it and I just kind of like get around to make sure I'm seeing it correctly. And I start rubbing my eyes. Its face is flat on the table, still holding its drink. And it's it, the hat has slid to on top of the back of the head. Okay. Mm. Yeah, in a fit. I grab the body and I just kind of like start kind of like moving it and lifting it and just taking a look and everything. When you lift up the body, the hat slides back just as Erwin approaches and the badly decayed face of Captain Abram is revealed. A graft of skin has remained on the table. There is a bullet hole in his forehead and in the back of his head. Looking closely, you can tell that he was shot in the back of the head and in fact the bullet is still stuck in the table beside his final ale. No! It's strange to say, but it looks like he died happy. Damn it! Erwin kind of buckles at the table next and just reaches for a seat, and he sits down and puts his head into his hands. He... It doesn't look as though he ever saw it coming. Erwin's just kind of, he's silently crying to himself. Do I get the sense of anything that's happening behind me? In a sense, but there's something about speaking with this where it feels like the focus of the room, the light of the room is only coming from in front of you and it feels almost muffled or hazy behind you. Does this seem like it's the same creature that's been beckoning me forward? It looks like Abram. It looks like Abram. The black robes are embroidered with the white ancient runes that you saw. Now seeing them closely, you can recognize them as ancient Varrican runes. It's good to see you, Rory. What uh, what brings you back to the Lock Isles? Captain, uh, it's nice to see you again, old friend. We came here looking for you, if I'm going to be honest. How are you? Are you well? Uh... I don't think so. And he points with his pipe toward the table. And you look behind your shoulder. And you see Ayas at that same moment pulling up his face and them gasping and Erwin sitting down. Uh, that Rory, like, is taken aback and he turns and immediately looks back at Abram. Or what I have believed to be Abram. And he, he puts his pipe and he, he draws smoke and blows a smoke ring. Uh, what I can say is that my memory's a bit hazy as of late. Like trying to remember dreams. I think I'm well, but I'm not sure. It's real cold. Real dark lately. But being back in this pub with this roaring fire and at that there's like a strange mystical 
white and blue light fire that starts dancing in the fireplace. I, I can remember the last of things. Oh, that was it. I bet that was the damned bastard. My last meeting were with that fool, anti-Tesla. A lot of power had gone to his head. He was planning a mutiny against Henry. Oh, said he had connections back in Westwick. Said they were going to purchase our rifles and firearms at a marked up price. Let's see, his name started with a D. Dristan? Yeah, of course. Dristan, I think he was related to the king. Yeah. Something like that. I can't remember how, though. He was the king's long-lost brother. He'd been gone for a while. Oh, I yes. What do you know about that? His eyes go wide. He looks to the floor, leans back, and takes a draw of his pipe. I can't remember much, to be honest, Rory. Can't really remember much of Trayland at all. Just sort of the last day or two I had here in Shantytown. Oh, it was a party to remember. <laughs> but I can't remember else. So everything was good in that last day, huh? Aye, yes. Had a new brew they did. <laughs> a new amber ale. Thought up uh, by Henry herself. It was tasty. Went well with me pipe. Ah, I remember the last song I were singing. What's <laughs> the Chasm Sea Shanty? Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if I'm talking to you here, and your body's over there, Hey. What are you? Hey, uh, Rory? Who are you talking to? Again, there's like a muffled airiness to that. You're actually not able to make out the words from Telnius. What are you? Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm some sort of visitation. Coming to you from a a different place. I need to ask you something. Have you seen the eagle? Mm. No, no birds. But for some reason, I I remember lots of ships. I think there was a ship I boarded. Yeah. After, and I point back, after that happened? I yeah. Yeah, it was a, a ship. You boarded and, a ship. And open waters. Yeah. Oh. Man, I'm glad I at least got to tell that anti-Thesla fool to fuck right off. And he just handed me a piece of paper. And walked out of the tavern. What was on the paper? 
You know, I never got a chance to look at it. Tucked it right into my jacket, I did. Your jacket over there? I suppose it would be there. Well. <laughs> and he looks down. <laughs> the feck am I wearing here? <laughs> this is not my color. <laughs> yeah, what are you wearing? Hey. Those look like Varrican runes. Oh, they are. You seem to be right there, Rory. Ah, oh, yeah, and then after the, the paper, yeah. Hours of, of drinks and singing. I think then somebody entered the pub and shot me right in the back of the skull. Just as we were finishing up that final verse of the shanty. And you're saying that this happened right after you told Antithesla to go screw himself? I glad I got that message across. Now, what... What? Why did you tell Antithesla to, to screw up, to screw himself, or whatever you told? Well, Henry, she's not one to be crossed. Well, I guess Antithesla too. Now that I come to put the puzzle pieces together, there's nothing to lose your head about. <laughs> I wanted to keep me honor to the end. So if this were the way it. Or to end, I, I, I'm glad I, at least I kept that, me dignity. I would never betray Henry. She was a mentor to me. Taught me everything I know about the ways of Pyroton. Is there anything we need to know about Antithesla? He's dangerous. Clearly. If you're after him, you're gonna need a lot of power. Not just firepower, but goodness. Power. Light. To fight that such darkness. What has happened here? What's happened to this town? Rory, I don't think I have long and I'm starting to lose my sight, but oh, Rory. And he stands up. He grabs you by the duster. Pulls you close to his face. I want to give you my last wishes. Please. Burn my body as Thessla's body was once burned. And take me ashes. And spread them on every land I've trekked. Trailand. Kasana. The Lock Islands here. Verahim. And Barda. I know it's no easy task. But I... I would sure appreciate it. I think it would put me soul to rest, knowing that a part of me remained in each of those beautiful, beautiful places. I try to put my hand on his shoulder. When you reach up, his head turns away. He starts to gasp. And as it turns back, the cloak is then filled with a skeletal bird. You feel the shoulder and the bony sinew beneath it, the softness of feathers. It places a talon on your shoulder and stares deeply at you. You are brought into a dark, cold place, frozen in your very steps as you look into the darkness behind the skull of the eagle. It then releases you floats away from your grip and out the open door. 
from the open door, everyone hears a child crying in the courtyard. Heather walks in and says, Guys, there's a a child out here. What? Just walked from one of the alleyways. I run out. Uh, okay. <clears throat> okay. I want to talk to Rory. I, uh, I run towards the child. Yeah, so uh, sure. you rush out, and you see it crying against the statue of Henry Locke. So it's a little bit, uh, it's about 60 paces toward the center of town where the statue of Henry Locke is. Okay. You see the head of Henry Locke on the ground made of stone. Okay. The statue has been beheaded. Um, boy or little boy or little girl? It is a little boy. The statue's head has a smile and a wink and a three-pointed hat. And at the body of the statue, with a sunburst of daggers on its back, a rapier at its hilt, and an ale outstretched in a cheers motion, there the small boy is leaning against it with its face in its hands, crying. Haloon, you actually recognize this as the boy who came up to get your autograph back in Chanty, oh, okay. back when you visited Shantytown last. Uh, do I remember his name? Did he ever give me a name? He okay. never gave you a name. I, I, uh, lad. Look, I do, I do not want to frighten you, but I'm walking towards you, okay? It's Kowloon. Do you remember me? You just hear cries like... (laughs) I walk up and put my hand on his shoulder. As you grab the shoulder, the face turns toward you. Most of it is decayed, similar to Abram's. And instead of eyes, there are two flowers. They unfurl and... Pollen shoots out at your face. And a... I... <laughs> Great Nordy's frosty nipples! What the hell? <laughs> I punt it. As you're, like, stumbling <laughs> backwards. Great Nordy's frosty nipples! <laughs> First, make a constitution save. Yeah, never run towards a crying child in a scary moment. Especially well, if they're covering their face. I know that, but that's metagame. No... <laughs> That's like you don't pick up a duck in a dungeon. Mm. <laughs> Ever. Uh, 12 for Constitution. Um, you as well become... Oh, wait. Let me, let me double check. Yep. You as well feel that surge of power as if your veins are coming alive and something crawling under your skin and your eyes become bloodshot with the orange pollen on your face. You step backwards and you feel like you want to howl. But instead, you begin to vomit. What do you guys do? You guys hear that. Did I have time to talk to Rory while he was running for the child? Uh, yeah, because there happened? was a time that Colleen was approaching. It, it was 60 feet away. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. So, um, we'll I, back uh, it up a bit. Yeah. Meanwhile, I put my hand on your shoulder. I'm like, Rory, can you hear me? Uh, uh, yeah, tell me. Um, whoa, that was crazy, wasn't it? Um, what was crazy? Abram. There's, Abram's over there. Well, yeah, but he was all, 
You didn't see... I, I saw your shirt rise for a second, but and I heard you talking to someone. Rory's eyes just get, like, really big, and he, like, kind of puts his hand on your shoulder for support, <sighs> reaching up really high to do so. And then he starts to hear the commotion coming from outside, and so he turns and he looks to where Abram's body is, and he just runs over and picks up his body and runs outside. You guys watch that. Erwin, like, sees yeah. you do that. I follow. And Heather's just like, the fuck? And then um, sees, or hears, rather, this this kind of... Him scream. S- siren. About- yeah, him <laughs> scream first, and then this siren call coming from the child. So you guys rush so out. They see me throw up and then kick a child across the street. <laughs> well, you haven't successfully done it yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. get to that. Um, let me make sure. It's just a funny picture of, like, Kalud is such a dick. <laughs> like, what a horrible person. <laughs> So first, I'm going to give you that reaction punt from <laughs> Kal Un as you're stepping back and cursing <laughs> Nordy's name. To roll? Uh, just a strength check. 11. Ooh. So <laughs> you said it's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's your foot goes. It, it, it seems as if your foot would have hit it, but the stomach actually rips apart and you see vines with more of these buds inside of it and the vines stretch backwards away from your foot. Uh. (laughs) And it's now like three feet taller. These are not your buds. Okay. Uh, If I have another reaction, I'm casting Thunder Wave. Uh, No. Uh, So we're going to, yeah, we're going to roll a niche as you guys come out to the courtyard at the cries of this uh, boy. (laughs) Um, No. No. That's an insult. More pirates' pirates bodies kind of come out from the alleyways. They come out from where the docks were. So they are flanking you from behind and from the jungle. that is furthest from the docks. Uh, so in front of you, the docks are behind you where you came from. You see tails weaving in and out of the brush, heading through tall grass uh, toward the town. So how many total? You see at least a dozen. Okay. Are they all clumped together? Uh, five, of, <laughs> five of them are, but let's roll a niche. Back to the ship, then. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 13 in an ish. Oh, uh, 15. 11. 16. The vine blights will go first. So they are standing as if people and actually kind of masquerading the pirates' uh, bodies. Uh, but you can see that their legs never disconnect from the vine work within the town. And so as they approach you, it seems as if they're creating this semicircle blocking you from going back to the docks. They're going to approach, well, Heather is, she was kind of keeping the rear and the first blighted pirate reaches out as it goes to strike. Its arm extends longer with the vines connecting, uh, its claw like coming out toward her and Vine blight uses 
vine whip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, she quickly brings up her rifle to block, and it like wraps around the, the rifle, and she pulls it back away from it. The next one comes up to, Rory came out first, so I'm going to say that uh, Ias and Telnius are back there, so two of them approach. One gets a nat one on Telnius, so you get an attack of opportunity reaction onto it if you choose to use your reaction for it. I do. Hammer? Uh, hammer time. All right, what'd you get? I got an 11. An 11? Yeah. It's so close. Yeah. Like, you go for the neck this time, and it extends its head up so that there's vines as an extended neck. And your hammer, like, hits, but it doesn't do any damage. You can, the vines kind of give to you hitting it. <clears throat> do I You're notice? Kind of like you're hitting a rubber band. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do I notice because it, is it particularly avoidant to the radiant damage? Like, not that you can tell. One of them hits Ias, and you take eight points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, no. Is and it cold bludgeoning? <laughs> nope. <laughs> And give me a dexterity saving throw. Five. You are currently grappled by the vine arm from okay. this. Am I grappled blade. sword in hand? Yeah, it's like around your arms. Okay. Like as you were reaching for Vanessa, it wrapped around you real quick. Um, uh, wait, so sword not in hand then? Well, you're, it got into your hand, but you didn't draw it yet. Okay. There's one more that attacks Erwin. It gets in that one. Erwin goes to stab, stab him with his rapier. He does, and he deals enough damage to where it doesn't, like, dismantle it, but the vines bleed down into the ground and leave just uh, bones and, and, like, a skull and remnants. And, and remnants of the body that it was uh, taking shape of. We're going to go to Ias' turn. Okay, I uh, try to strength myself out of this. Okay, go for it. If I can strength myself out, like my hand's still on my blade, so I'm trying to just yank it free at sure. the same time. Go for it. Ten. You get a better grip on your sword, and you pull it out halfway. The vines tighten, feeling you going uh, to uh. release yourself. Okay, so... I can I see where these vines are leading? They it looks like they are coming based on you seeing them at the docks. It, they all lead to the forest where that tall grass is and you can see the line of tails coming through the tall grass. Okay, is there is there a specific area where there's a lot of vines connected to a lot of the different bodies? Back behind you, but that's another um 50 feet behind. Okay. I um back at the entrance of the pub. Okay. I run towards that area. Okay. And then cast shatter as a third level spell on one of the buildings to try to collapse it onto that uh section of vine. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um go ahead and roll a precision like a, a spell attack bonus similar to like you did in oh, the okay. caverns. That would be 19. Awesome. Yeah, that it hits in just the right spot. You see the building sway to the left and then sway to the right toward the courtyard where you guys are fighting, and it begins to collapse. Go ahead and roll me um, 5d8. 
Oh, cool. 19. Three of them you see just are completely destroyed by a few of the rocks or stone workings of this. There are four on the other end of the courtyard. If you're facing the bay area, it's to your left where the kind of like the roofing and scaffolding kind of fell to. It buried a few of them, but you are uncertain, but it was also very close to the rest of everyone. So everyone else give me dexterity rolls. I don't know if I would have, okay, (laughs) well. 11. I mean, it's a building collapsing. You're not sure where it's going to fall. Yeah, I, and they, I, just, they, I wasn't thinking we were still, near them. still in the building. <laughs> I guess that does make sense. And it, and it was by the pub. Do I have to take disadvantage? No. Okay. 16. 1. 11. You still have uh, oh, the Vardic Inspiration. I am going to. <laughs> you don't use know that. if it didn't work or not. That's true. <laughs> Well, if I roll an eight, it's still well, a nine. Yeah. So no, I'm not going to use it. I'm just <laughs> taking my one. Um. So I'm going to roll it though. Okay. So mine's eighteen. Oh, nice. And what'd you get? Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think eleven was a good one to roll. Uh, you guys take half damage. So that is um. What was it total again? Nine. Was it nineteen? Was uh, it eighteen? Eighteen. So nine. Nine points of damage of bludgeoning and, Micah, you take, the full eighteen. Uh, let's see. Heather was able to escape, but but Erwin takes the full damage. Uh, none of you are trapped underneath because it was far it was far enough away to where just like debris falls onto you guys and kind of blocks your uh, escape route. <laughs> the tails. Uh, anything else you want to do on your turn? Sorry, that was just the one spell. Okay, so for a bonus action, I also give uh, I a Spartic inspiration. Cool. Okay. At this point, the velociraptors get to the edge of the grass. You notice as they are leaping out and into the courtyard and looking around, there aren't vines connected to them, like they're not trapped by the vines, but you notice that they're, uh, there's almost like feathers growing off of them, but at a closer glance, you would see that they're flower petals and like the same strange pinks and purples and at their you know sometimes at their necks or on top of their heads you see small colorful mushrooms growing on them and some of their faces are decayed where it's like half of a velociraptor skull peering out at you and some of them where it's like just their leg is skeletal oh wow and that's cool they are charging out three of them surround Kal'un. 12 hit your ac and so um, none of them hit. So three of them come launch at you. You're able to use Gylock to like throw one behind you, uh, block another one's jaws and like bat away with your foot maybe, <laughs> like pick away the third one uh, as you're surrounded. The other nine of them take their, they run on their attack. And so they're literally in midair jumping. There's Three that come at you. We're Act- still in the building, right? You guys ran outside. I ran outside. I thought you were running out behind me, but I don't know that for sure. Oh, okay. I thought we were damaged because we were still in the building, but the build you're saying the building collapsed towards us yeah. or fell. Okay, okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So we are still outside. Gotcha. 
Yeah, because he shattered it at the base of it so that it would fall Got into it. the courtyard, and Got that's it. why. Yeah, whichever one would have fallen on top of all of those vines to prevent, like that were connected to all the, I see. the walking thing. And so the other velociraptors, <laughs> let's see, there's nine of them. So two of them leap at Ius. Jeez. Two of them at Rory, one at Telnius. And the last two, one for Heather and Erwin. They're just kind of taking Jeez. all of them, but they only have the run, you know, on their turn. So they're all just like, and they leap in that last motion. We're going to go now to Telnius. Okay. So you've got a Velociraptor leaping at you. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, so they're, they are, everyone is in currently in melee. Damn. All right. Well, let's put that away. <laughs> uh, uh, but I will do Scorching Ray. I look at the one heading towards me, and I put my hand up. I launch three rays of fire towards Velociraptors. Okay. Just roll. First one at the one in front of you? First one at the one in front of me. I'm going to do all three at the one in front of me. Okay, we'll do the first one, and then we'll see how, okay, it, how the it goes. Okay, first one definitely right. miss. Um, oh, well, what'd you get total? I got a, a six plus seven, so 11. 13. 13. 13 hits. Okay. Yeah. Then 10 points of damage. I'm going to do a second one towards that one. Yeah, it goes straight through it, and oh. you can see it, but it's still launching at you alive. Okay. Uh, the next one hits. Nice. Nine points of damage. It you eradicate it with a second. So the first one burned through the center of it, like exposing rib cages yeah. and all that kind of jazz. The next one, how do you take it down? Um, I actually okay. So I'm shooting through three. First one burns through it. Second one, I want it to go again right through the heart, and then through the hole. I want to sh- launch the third one and aim it for one of the ones at Rory. Nice, yeah. Fighting Rory, and I hit. For seven points of fire. It's still up, but you... Now there's a flaming velociraptor <laughs> yeah. towards me. It actually it hits the back end of it, and the whole tail just falls off. Nice. Oh, now, nice. He's, now he's off balance, so you get a, a bonus to all checks shut, made. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, it's going to go back up to the top, which are the vine lights. I haven't gotten to go. Roy well, you don't, you don't get a turn. Oh, <laughs> You're holding Abram. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Go, go, go. I drop Abram. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember it. I say. The, the, Abram, like the visage of Abram comes back and says, <gasps> ow. <laughs> I say, sorry, bud. And I go into rage. And the flaming velociraptor flying towards me, I swing uh, my hammer at it. And that would be a 24 to hit. That definitely hits. Dolphinately. 12 points of damage. That eradicates it. How do you take it down? So I see it flying towards me. I drop Abram. I swing right at its head. Its head just poofs into flowers. And the <laughs> yeah. body crumples to my feet. And then I continue spinning around and swing at the next one that's flying towards me. Go for it. And exact same. 24 and 11 points of damage. That takes it out. Okay. 
exact same thing happens. It just poofs into flowers. And so just one headshot, the next headshot, and you're back standing. Yeah, and and then what's immediately around me? Is there anything? The vine blights were covered by the building being destroyed, and you can see the fortress uh, kind of up on a hill behind that, like the walls of that fortress. Uh, further back, you can see more of these pirate vine lights coming through the alleyways toward you. You also look back out. There's another two or three lines of three dozen of these velociraptors coming uh, all at different uh, levels. And the last thing you see is a, you hear a a squawk, like a (laughs) and a bird flies overhead and begins circling. You still have a bonus action. Okay, I mean, so like I'm looking, do I, uh, is it just a normal looking bird? It's a crow. It doesn't look, uh, I mean, you can see real close to it, eagle eye again. Yeah. Uh, and it looks, uh, it looks of the living. And okay. it, it looks as if it's squawking and trying to get your attention, you so feel. So I'm, I'm seeing like, uh, like hordes of these creatures coming towards it. Okay, so I shout to the group, um, we need to decide, we either go back to the ship or we go to the fort, but we are about to be surrounded. Fort. And uh, as... Help. I, oh, I say I, fort. I step towards Aya, so I try nice. to get closer. And so the... Um, Wink. <laughs> the crow continues... Or I'm sorry, the raven continues to fly overhead. It then begins to fly back toward the fortress as if getting your attentions and go attention and get going back to the fortress. At this point, there is one road much larger than the alleyways where you see vine blights kind of coming out in these pirate forms. You see a wagon exit the gates. Is it the wagon? No. Oh my <laughs> Everyone's God. Everyone's favorite is it wagon? Our favorite wagon. <laughs> it's Talon, he's here to save you. Nope, it's a new wagon. You've never seen it before. Comes barreling down the street from the fortress. Everyone can now see tales of dozens more raptors heading through the brush toward you. And then the ground quakes. Boom. Over and over and over, as if something large is approaching from the distance. I, I'm holding a glass of water in my hand. Is it rippling? <laughs> oh, yeah. Clever girl. <laughs> The wagon then appears in the courtyard. Someone with a large hat and leather duster with a rifle on their back is driving the wagon. A rock gnome sits beside them, already taking aim with a rifle and killing one of the raptors in one shot. The wagon reaches the market square and circles around 180 degrees, the wheels kind of skipping at the very end, revealing its cargo. The driver then drops the reins and begins firing at the raptors with the gnome beside them. On the back half of the wagon, now facing you, is an archaic Gatling gun, (gasps) devised of many rifle barrels and a turn crank. A muscular dwarf stands behind it and locks himself into place, takes aim and begins firing the gun, taking out many of the blights that are now appearing and raptors as they come out of the brush. He has a black beard and a scarred face and uses his one remaining arm to crank. 
as he's turning the crank, he takes out. You see the velociraptors just explode in, in front of you. You look closer and you see someone. I can't believe you came back, you son of a bitch. I can't believe you're not dead yet. And he swings the Gatling gun, like, aimed right at your chest. I dive in front of him. <laughs> Give me one good reason I shouldn't load your body with iron right now. You wouldn't make it to the trigger. So you guys listen to this happening. Ayas, I'm going to give you one free uh, strength check to get Yay! to release from the vines around Yay! you. <laughs> I use my bardic inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve. Twelve's exactly what you needed. <laughs> you, Whoa, you did it. You pull I break free, pulling ben Vanessa out. And the second Vanessa is free from the sheath, it just erupts into flames. <gasps> the vines... <laughs> in a circle around you begin to wither away and the vines that you had even touched with your flame blade turn brown instantly and fall to the ground around you. The vine blights that were coming out begin to kind of retreat back away from you. And I slash in a clockwise motion just all the way around, just flaming everything around. <laughs> yeah, as the flame goes in front of you, you see the vines kind of like like as much as recede. they can, yeah, recede away from you, creating a path. Adric then says, "Oh, I have a prepared spell action." Oh, go for that it. I, well, no, if he start if he starts to try to fire at me, I oh, have a okay. prepared gotcha. spell. Oh, okay, gotcha. What is it? It's kind of it's kind of a surprise. He, he looks around and he he sees. Uh, oh, yeah, he sees Heather, and he's like, "Heather, what what are you doing with this lot?" And Heather says, who? Oh, we came we came back to, to see if anyone was was here. Uh, we started to investigate. What has happened here? Uh, it's a long story. You can come with, but they're not allowed. Wait, take me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh I, I'd like to come too. You you got this, Colin? <laughs> I... I don't know, you four, unless you give me one good reason. Well, <sighs> We'll pull I your pants we... down if you don't. Okay, I hold don't... on. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Wait. Oh. Uh, I think uh, we might know some information about how how to save this island. Uh, roll a persuasion. I get advantage. Do you? Yes, I do. Oh. Okay. Do, do we know how to save this island? <laughs> I, know, I, was like, no. I was like, I don't know if I get persuasion. He said persuasion, so... <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, that comes down to if you're lying or not. Yeah, if you're um, not lying, it's persuasion. So it's uh, 22. He's really pissed off. And at that, like one of the velociraptors comes up to the wagon. He swings it around, aiming at the velociraptor and cranks the wheel like three times and just eradicates the velociraptor, then swings it back around toward you. He says, last time you all were in town, you left me naked hanging above the door of that pub. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> and at this, Heather's like, um, she she quickly fumbles into her uh, into her tunic and flips a coin out to Erwin. <laughs> Erwin catches it and shows, um, boys, <laughs> we are allowed safe passage through Shantytown. Oh, I, yeah. I remove my coin. And as soon as the, the glint of it from every single one of you, he says, All right, get on the fucking wagon and we'll discuss things in the fortress. Right now, 
You don't have a lot of time. Uh, what do you mean? As he's running toward the wagon, do you guys kind of yeah. head toward I the wagon? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I okay. also want to point out, I did say we may have information that could help us save. So sure. technically, that wasn't lying. Oh, okay. Very nice. true. Uh, I mean, when I, you learned quite a bit from yeah. things. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't trust him. So I get in the wagon and I sit right beside him and then I don't I don't take my eyes off of him. Okay, so there's room enough for four to sit on the inside of the wagon and then there's kind of these step uh step stools Is that this are a connected. covered wagon. It's not a covered wagon. Okay. It's it's open to the back. Okay. It's like a flat bed. Uh it does have two walls with with benches where you can sit, but okay. the Gatlin gun takes up the back half of the wagon. So four can sit inside and two stand on the outside. Does anyone want to volunteer for the outside? Or? I'm outside. I'll go outside. I'm, I'm okay. straight DPS. I'll throw Abram's now. body inside <laughs> and then. Yeah. So I, yeah, I let them keep an eye on the surroundings and I keep an eye on Major. I start caring for Abram's body using medicine checks to try and, and like, I don't know, prevent it from rotting oh, anymore. Nice. Yeah. Um, kind of like a spare the dying, but yeah. like spare the decaying. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that would be a 19. Oh wow! Yeah, you're you instantly know of like a balm that you can start applying to the body. It's super gross, but it'll at least preserve it so it's not falling apart right. uh, into the fortress. Uh, so Erwin had said as he's running up and climbing in before Rory, you attach to the side and Ias attaches to the side. So, what do you mean we don't have much time? And Adric says, because of that. Adric points at the forest, and breaking through the tree line is a horrific beast, a pink-fleshed, with shocks of purple, Tyrannosaurus zombie. <laughs> oh, it really is. Oh, it's, my God. Its jaw unhinges unnaturally and swings left and right as it roars <laughs> and chases after you. Zombies begin falling and crawling out of its mouth. The mindless zombies chase after you frantically. Their white, slimy hands and eyeless bodies reach for you as you load into the wagon. Most of you, oh, I already did that part. So I, I, I lean back and go, faster, you must go faster. <laughs> I, uh, can do, while I'm doing the body, do I find anything on the body? We'll get back to okay. that. I look in the rearview mirror and it says, objects in mirror may appear closer, and I see the T-Rex shooting closer through the <laughs> The driver takes the reins and yeah, and leads the horse through the abandoned town, first down one street, then another. The whole time, the undead, blighted T-Rex is in pursuit. Doof, doof, doof. It actually is able to reach down in one attack. Um, it's on the side that Rory's at, so it bites down. Some of its teeth scrape against your body. You take 27 piercing damage. Resistance. And it, yeah, but I don't think I'm in rage anymore. Like oh, I think enough yeah. time would have passed that I'm not um, in rage anymore. So you take 27 points of damage and give me a strength saving throw. <gasps> um, nine. So you needed a 17. The the teeth scrape against your chest and your left arm, like almost taking your shield out of your hand. You're able to kind of step toward the shield or step toward the wagon again, but the bottom jaw comes up and the stepladder and your left leg are now clasped into the T-Rex's jaws and it begins to pull back. Rory, you only have one hand on the wagon and your leg lifts up in the jaws of the T-Rex. 
at the this, wagon starts to lift up too. At this point, Adric swings the Gatling gun toward it and begins firing into the neck of the T-Rex. I want to use my ring of telekinesis and grab Rory um, and and pull him back with uh, with Rory's strength. With my strength? Well, both. Of Anyone us else want to react? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna just. I was gonna do something, but now there's bullets going everywhere. Yeah. Um. <laughs> shit. <laughs> you just I, shit. <laughs> okay. I, I. I. Can I? Yeah. Uh, go. You go first. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and use my fourth level spell. Okay. I grab Rory, and I assume that he's willing, and I use Dimension Door and teleport us like two feet backwards into the wagon. Oh, nice. Okay. Um. I'm not gonna use my telekinesis ring. Well. Yeah. I guess if you guys did that like simultaneously, you let you lift your arm to do that, and then you guys just see a blip of Rory disappear and then reappear in Kaloon's hands in the uh, in the wagon. I charge over to that side of the wagon and I pull out uh, my blade and I just rage the flames up as high as they will go right on that side. Bullets, you know, the Gatlin guns going. There's flashes of of just fire. Uh, Flashes of firepower lighting up the pink, decaying flesh on this T-Rex's face next to you. Again, that fungal and weird flower petals growing much larger across the back of this T-Rex. Uh, a few um, a few shots are able to go out from the gnome in the front seat of the wagon, and they're trying to get that horse going as, as fast as possible. You, I guess you'd have to leap to the other side of the wagon? I do. Okay, so you leap to the other side of the wagon and bring out Vanessa, inflaming it. The T-Rex shies away from that and the Gatlin gun as flesh begins falling off its neck. And as it changes direction, it was charging almost full speed with you. It just runs into a building. Is just yes. It falls into it and you see that building just fall. And there was like another building on top that was, cause there's lots of scaffolding and layers of buildings going up the hill in Shantytown. It destroys the, the, it destroys the scaffolding as another layer of houses begin to topple on top of it. You guys break from the buildings and you are now climbing the end of the hill, coming to the fortress. Finally, the wagon pulls into a clearing where there is a small gap of hill between the looming stone fortress and the houses you were riding between. From the houses, you see more velociraptors still racing through the town, dodging from alleyway to alleyway, left and right, coming toward you. You are leaving the hellish town that you wish to escape. Watching the velociraptors come up the hill the Gatlin gun is giving all of its ammo toward them. More raptors and more, more blighted vines are coming from the forest to your right, facing away from the fortress. Before you can react, the gates of the stone court fortress burst open and a small troop of gnomes and one human, all with kerchiefs covering their faces and wearing dark tinted glasses, come racing down the hill. The gnomes have strange devices attached to their backs with a hose that leads out to a small rifle barrel with a flickering light at the end. Their packs are made up of two metal airtight tanks. Then 
The gnomes take formation as the wagon passes by and the human gives out an order. Fire at will! And from the barrels, fire pours out, taking out raptors and zombies, creating a flame barrier between them and the fortress. The human, with a three-pointed hat and two pistols at her hip, draws both and begins firing. The blighted zombies' heads explode with clouds of pink and purple, one to the left and one to the right as she continues firing. Once the wagon is safely inside the fortress, the troop of gnomes retreat quickly up the hill, and the gate doors close behind them, decapitating one of the raptors as it had leapt for a final attack. The human leans against the doors next to the raptor head and removes her kerchief and glasses. It is the spitting image of her statue outside. Oh, <laughs> hello. And welcome to the Lock Islands. My name's Henry. Let's have a drink and a chat, shall we? 